Coming up on today's show. I think Idol is kind of different than a lot of people think. It's not necessarily, uh, you know, like the best. Uh, it, it, it can be influenced by a few things, and I, and I felt like our vibe on stage could really uh, influence that. Welcome to another new episode of Now Hear This Entertainment, featuring interviews with guests who are having success in entertainment, primarily music. I am Bruce Wozniak, talking to guests who are singers, songwriters, musicians, recording artists, and more from the worldwide music community. Be sure you are on the list for the weekly e-newsletter. I know we put in our email address online somewhere because of some free something we want to get, and we know they're going to put us on their mailing list, and man... Sometimes it just gets so annoying with how much that person then proceeds to overwhelm you with nonsense. I'm happy to report that I only send out on Wednesday when a new episode of this show comes out. So make sure you're signed up to receive that for free to your inbox. If you're not already getting it, go to my podcast website, nhte.net, and pop your email address into the sign-up box. I do publish exclusives in there from time to time, so don't miss out. I love hearing from listeners of this show. You can write to podcast at nhte.net, or instead of email, you're welcome to DM me through the at Now Hear This Entertainment Instagram account. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from just outside of Los Angeles, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar, and piano player who has a new album coming out next week Friday, September 8th which follows four singles that he has already released this year. Earlier this year, he appeared on American Idol, and he has been hailed by Us Weekly as, quote, one of the hottest young rising stars to watch in music right now, end quote. Originally from South Africa, he recently became the youngest artist in the history of that country to have a number one hit. He has a combined total of more than 14 million video views on his official YouTube channel, and between Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok alone, he has a combined following of well over half a million. You've been hearing a song of his called Balcony. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Stefan Benz. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me, Bruce. I appreciate it. Um, I'm excited, man. You bet, you bet. Thanks so much for taking time to talk with me today. Before we dive into all that you have going on, let's start off by having you first tell the audience all about the song of yours that was just playing called Balcony, especially since I was talking over it and they couldn't hear the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Um, so it's, it's funny uh, that, you know, we're playing Balcony. Balcony is actually one of my favorite songs I've written. And part of the reasoning why is because of the story and of the writing process. Uh, we actually went to Hawaii uh, about a year ago hmm. and we were in Hawaii for like uh, songwriting purposes. We went there to be inspired, you know, just kind of write some cool songs. And I happened to be on the balcony with, you know, the girl I liked. And the next morning I woke up and I wrote the song called balcony. I mean, the balcony is really just about, you know, a fun night, like just, just kind of having a moment <laughs> and we were on the balcony. Um, so it's just funny cause people always ask where I get my inspiration from. And that's just kind of a prime example of it coming from like my actual day to day life. Well, and what I like about that description is that I think at first when people hear that you went to Hawaii for songwriting reasons, the tendency might be to think, oh, you probably wrote about the ocean, you probably wrote about the scenery, you probably wrote about things that people picture in their head when they think of Hawaii, and instead, you looked at something that was right below your feet, and I don't mean the sand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I... uh yeah, it was just funny, man. I was just on the balcony with this girl. Next morning, I decided to write this song called Balcony, and it's just like one of those prime examples of how like a simple little thing we did just inspired one of my favorite songs that I've that I've written. So it's just it's kind of a cool little story. Now, at the same time, does that mean that the song came together real quickly for you, or was it kind of I put down kind of some basic ideas and worked on it later, or worked on it when I got back to the states? Yeah. What did that look like? No, so actually, uh, it happened super naturally. It just flowed. Um, we, we, I was uh, actually wrote it with uh, one of my friends, uh, Peter Oliver, who's a great songwriter that that I that I often like to to write with. Uh, we woke up that morning, you know, beautiful view, and I'm like, bro, I, t I told him a story. I'm like, yo, last night I was with, 
you know, mystery girl on, on, on the balcony. And I really want to write a song about it. And we sat down, got the course, did it. And I actually was able to finish it like within probably, man, an hour, within mm. an hour and a half, we, it was done. And we had it. So you're talking melody and lyrics. Melody, lyrics, we laid it down. We had all the recording stuff in the hotel room. So we were able to record it in the, wow. in, in the hotel room. So it was real quick. It just happened. And, and it was, it's always so fun when it just comes together. You always feel so good. If, if the song just comes together, it just, you know, puts a smile on my face when you're like, dang it. It just, it just, it just worked. No so, doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of the old line, do not try this at home or, or better yet is results not typical because as you know, songs don't usually happen that quickly. And so there was sure. some magic in Hawaii for you on that trip. For sure. I mean, the, the crazy part about that is I, I wrote one of my favorite songs, Balcony, right? But then I also I wrote a song that I released uh, called 143 in, in, in Hawaii. So I, I wrote a bunch of stuff that actually came out and saw the light of day very quickly after Hawaii. So that was a very successful little trip we had. Yeah. In fact, that song, folks, Balcony, is from Stefan's five song EP from March of last year, which is called How to Steal Your Girl in Five Songs, which is pretty clever. That's it right there. <laughs> Yeah, um, that, that, that EP, uh, I think, maybe has one more song from Hawaii. So, like I said before, Hawaii came in clutch that time, got some fire songs from it. But, yeah, that's I, I love that EP. It's, it's probably my best, uh, you know, piece of work. I, I only released uh, two EPs so far, so uh, I've never released an album, which is why I'm super excited for, for that to finally happen. But uh, that's, that's some of my best songs is How to Steer Your Girl in Five Songs, that EP. There's a quote that I believe was attributed to John F. Kennedy. We can't know where we're going unless we know where we've been. So, Stefan, before we talk about all that you are doing and some of the things that are coming up, let's go back to where things started for you. I mentioned in the intro that you were actually born in South Africa. Can you share the origin story of transitioning to here in America from your home country? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, I lived in South Africa until I was 13 I think you know mm. and I'm six and I'm 16 now so it's only been three years living in America wow I uh wanted to be a race car driver as a kid and then and then at nine well I, it's kind of like I always I always loved music but I, I didn't necessarily think I had it in me to actually be a musician one day when I was a kid I was like um I just I guess I didn't have enough self-belief to think I would be able to become an artist so I just I, I, I focused on other things until I was about nine and I started to think that maybe it's something I could do and then at nine I uh, I, I I sang in a in a little singing competition in South Africa that my teacher signed me up for and man doors just kind of opened this thing happened another thing happened this led to that another door opened and now freaking I live in America and I have 45 songs out and you know, it's just it's just kind of crazy because there's so much stuff in between, but it's just all, all stand the, the doors just kind of open for me. I'm super blessed, and I'm very lucky to be in my position um, because even even where I am right now, obviously I have huge ambitions and dreams that I still want to accomplish. But it's I still got to look back and just kind of marvel in like what has happened so far. And was it South Africa directly to where you are in the Los Angeles area, or was there a stop or two in between? uh yeah we no i i we moved we moved straight here we actually haven't moved uh out of the original house that we moved into mm. when we came to america it's, it's been the same house um and uh when when we originally moved uh my dad actually had to stay behind in south africa for a little bit um because you know we had to my i, I mean i'm i'm incredibly um, blessed to have parents that I do because they uh, obviously they they gave up everything they had to to get me here. They mm. my my dad sold his business. He he works in the construction. He sold his business. Uh, we sold our house. Oh. Uh, we sold our car. Wow. Uh, we they sold everything. You know what I mean? And, and left their mom and dad, their mother and father. They mm. they left their cousins, their uh, brothers and sisters, their friends, and then just just for the the sake of of my dream. So I'm I'm so blessed and. Uh, uh, not not a lot of people have the support uh, that I have from my parents, so I'm always I'm always thankful and, and you know in debt to them. Obviously, I am, but uh, I, I have to really realize that sometimes just how much they gave up. Outstanding, outstanding. I'm curious why no accent. I was waiting for you to come on the line and <laughs> have the have the South African accent. It's just uh, depleted. It just went away real quick. I've always kind of considered myself to be relatively good at accents when I was a kid. So when I when I moved here, you know, I thought it'd be fun to kind of try an American accent, and then it, it just really stuck. Like <laughs> it just it just it just stuck on me. And if you if you hear my 
my uh, my rest of my family talk all of them still have a thick south african accent i mean my sister's becoming a little bit more american you can hear a little of it a little bit of it creeping up but um i i, I definitely sound like the the black sheep because of, of my accent <laughs> okay so put us back where you were in south africa though at the age of nine because musically can you take us through the timeline of what you did first what you did second what you did third what you did fourth in terms of when you started singing, when you started songwriting, playing guitar, playing yeah. piano. And for that matter, did you get formal training in one or more of those or all of those self-taught? Yeah, I. it's funny. People always ask me about the guitar. I actually quit the guitar like three times before I <laughs> actually learned it. Uh, I found it incredibly difficult. I mean, I learned piano first and, I, and that was relatively easy to me. I kind of kept on learning and gradually got better and better. But guitar i just i found it i had a big struggle with so i uh when i was nine i decided to learn piano and i did learn piano then uh, i wrote my first song at 12 years old mm. um and that song's actually out it's called prove Em wrong and then i i finally learned the guitar when i was 13 and i was i was super happy now i i would say i actually prefer the guitar to the piano um but it, it it was a long ride to get to to where I am now. Uh, actually, one of the main things that I've been you know developing and working on is is dancing because I I was born with two left feet for sure. I, I uh, could <laughs> you not and me dance both. at all. You and me both. Yeah, yeah. No, I I could not dance. But I mean, I've been going to dance lessons for like three years now, so I'm I'm considerably better, like a lot better. I mean, even last night I was I was shooting a music video, um, and I had a, like a bunch of choreography and stuff, and and I look back and I'm like, dang, like that's a lot of progression to when I look back at the videos of me dancing three years ago. I would say at this point, I'm kind of competent enough to to learn a choreography and look good enough for like the camera. Uh, I definitely cannot freestyle good yet or like, you know, <laughs> it's kind of more like I can learn a choreography, maybe replicate it well, uh, good enough. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the main progression right now is the dancing and, and, and the performance aspect. When I, Whenever I perform live, I used to just stand in one place with a mic stand and kind of just that would be it. Just focus all on the vocal. But I think I'm, I'm becoming more of a, like a full package performer. Yeah, I was thinking quintuple threat. They they talk about people yep. who are a triple threat, but in your case, it's singer, songwriter, guitar player, piano player, and if you can get dancer in there too, then it does make you <laughs> yeah. a, a well-rounded showman. And I'm glad that you took us through piano and guitar because when I was scrolling through your Instagram, I saw guitar picture after guitar picture after guitar picture, and then I saw one that I thought to myself, wait, it looks like he's playing the piano here, and I pressed it. It was a real. You were. And I said, okay, there we go. I can officially say that he's guitar and piano, so it's interesting to find out that piano was your first instrument. So when you yeah. do perform live... Do you do both piano and guitar songs? When I perform live, uh, generally I will do – well, it, it all depends on settings because there's so many different kinds of uh, performances I do. Sure. Recently I performed in uh, in Times Square, and there it's kind of like I didn't really find it fitting to do like the guitar and piano stuff. So I just did all like kind of more hype stuff where I would just more interact with the crowd and walk, yeah. walk around the stage and just kind of just be more um, – have more excitement and – and uh you know more hype in it um but a lot of the times there's acoustic sets in smaller settings when i'm performing for for people that i'm you know trying to impress maybe then then it'll it'll be guitar piano just kind of go all out but i i i would say i'm probably most comfortable performing i mean at this point i'm, I'm probably most comfortable performing with just just performing on the stage but i love performing with guitar and honestly i don't know if i've ever performed performed with the piano I, hmm. I play the piano a lot a lot for covers and at my house but i'm trying to think because i mean piano is a lot more work to set up um than than the guitar the guitar you just plug it in on the pickup and the guitar boom plugged in you're good but the piano it feels like it's more of a hassle so I've, i don't think i've ever maybe once but yeah a lot of guitar and a lot of just kind of walking around the stage okay at the same time though when you song write are you primarily writing on mm -hmm. the guitar or is it well when it's just i'm home and it's right there yeah i can write songs on the piano a lot faster that's a good one i'm trying to think yeah it's i mean it's it's it's, it's pretty evenly split up but guitar probably more recently mm -hmm. it's 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 i've i've really been leaning more towards um the guitar i, I don't know something kind of shifted a little <laughs> so I've been I've been playing more guitar, but it's I've written songs on the piano. I've written songs on the guitar. I've written 
I've written songs to, to tracks that I've, you know, that we had uh. from producers. So it's like, it's, 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 it's a mix, but when I choose to just do it at home, most of the time it'll be my guitar. Cause I, I don't have a piano in my room. I have a guitar in my room though. So I just usually play uh, the guitar. Yeah. It's right there. And your brain is probably just like you said about training yourself to talk like an American. You're probably mm-hmm. thinking as a songwriter in a guitar style as you're writing the song and as you're picturing how is this song going to sound, I can imagine you doing that kind of where your muscle memory is starting to go towards guitar. And then, as you said, it doesn't hurt that it's right there an arm's length away and no piano around. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found guitar so incredibly difficult. So I think the fact that I could play it now, it just makes it so much more fun because it feels super rewarding that I know kind of like, how long it's taken me. So whenever I'm able to play, I'm like, dang, this is really cool. Cause I remember three years ago, I couldn't even play. Mm, wow. Wow. So did you end up getting guitar lessons at some point or? or oh, you... I, I remember you asked that. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, I both, both guitar and piano actually got lessons, but, um, piano, I haven't had a lesson in probably five years. Mm. It's, it's after, after my kind of initial, just my, my lessons were a lot more for the, the theory side of piano, knowing chords, knowing, the technical side of the piano um and and same same with guitar i haven't had a lesson in a bit so it's kind of more that i started off with the lessons to kind of just know a lot about it um have knowledge about it but then i kind of experimented more by myself gotcha gotcha so here's a fun fact stefan's birthday is september 26th which is two days before mine so we're both september 26th and september 28th but what has it been like being a teenager in the music industry, you're going to turn 17 on September 26th, especially with all that you have accomplished already. <laughs> I mean, I feel like people a lot of the time tell me I'm like mature for my age. So sometimes I forget I'm a teenager. I'd I, I be, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be hanging out with, with adults most of the time too. Cause I mean, I'm, when I'm on the, like when I'm traveling, I'm with my manager, Manny, or, uh, recently I went to Atlanta with my, with my friend, Sam, who's, a, who's also a songwriter and, and he's an adult and, I've, I find myself hanging out with with older people a lot of the time, but but I mean it's 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 interesting being being a teenager in the industry. You get you see a lot of you see a lot of things for sure that I that I guess a lot of other teenagers don't really uh, see. I mean I I go to a lot of events and parties and kind of stuff that a lot of the other teenagers don't um, necessarily get to go to or get to see. So I I feel like I've seen some things and I and I I. Uh, I definitely um, sometimes see some things I <laughs> I might not uh, I'm, I might not be supposed to, but uh, <laughs> it, it's there's some pressure from you know everything my parents gave up that kind of feel like I have to perform and I, I have to mm. do you know have, achieve certain results, but that's kind of how I feel it's always been and that's you know things have gone right and I've I've I kind of thrived under pressure before and so far, so it isn't it doesn't really bother me like crazy but. It, it just uh, being, being a teenager, you have teenager problems. So, you know, that that kind of uh, conflicts sometimes with with the music side. Well, and there have been guests on this show before who have talked about not being old enough to drink and yet going into a place to play music where technically they shouldn't be in there. Or there's things like you're describing where maybe you're walking into an event and someone's looking like, wait, why is this kid coming in here? It's not unlike that story that made the news recently about the kicker that the security stopped him because they thought that he was just a fan walking through the player's entrance. And here he was, he just kicked the game-winning field goal, you know, like an hour earlier. So, but I wonder, Stefan, do you get time to just be a 16-year-old boy? Yeah, I think I've gotten a lot better at that too. I I get time to myself. I get time um, to kind of just enjoy the simple things right now. And, you know, you, you hear all the celebrities say, oh, you know, don't work too hard. Make sure you have your childhood. Um, and I and I think I've kind of had a good balance of that because um, I've kind of had a had a good balance of that um, and and been able to hang out with my friends. I'm actually a Christian, so I, I I'm able to to go to church and make friends there, or you know, just just kind of hang out, just kind of hang out with my friends all around. And, and when I have off time, I make the most of it. That's good. That's good. You did a school tour. I believe it was high schools and middle schools with DJ Ty Hollywood from iHeartRadio LA. When was that? Where were some of the cities that you hit? And just generally, how was that experience? 
I'm man, I was blown away uh, to to kind of be involved with 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 Ty and and his whole thing. I mean, Ty uh, is one of the main DJs at at, at iHeartRadio, and you know, iHeartRadio is like the biggest radio network in in America. Um, so that that's an incredible connection, and I and a very very cool thing to kind of say is that I you know I went on this kind of school tour and I have that connection and then to call him a friend I mean I hang out with him with him all the time I see him all the time and it's it's cool to kind of have that uh I have, I have a good like connection with him we we just have fun and we could talk about talk about anything but the 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 school tours we hit we hit a lot of schools just in California uh so I mean all all over around LA all around Orange County where which is where I live um so just just a bunch of cities I mean I I even went um to the this middle school that I was going to go to when I moved here, <laughs> I was gonna go to a middle school uh, called I think Jeffrey Trail Middle School, and I was I was gonna actually go to that middle school when I moved here, and it was co- it was funny that I ended up performing there. But you know my people obviously uh, my target audience I guess you know is is people that are in high school and middle school or, or maybe a little older eighteen to twenty five you know so it's like it, it's good I think we hit I think we went to a college too so it, it's it's very good for me to kind of hit that target audience and it's been super fun. So we were talking before about you performing live. So while we're talking about these shows that you did at the schools, were you performing with DJ Ty or did he kind of come out and do his set and then left the stage and then you came out either solo or maybe you had a band? What was your performance like? Yeah, so I, I it was kind of a mixture. So he would, you know, do his set, play, play a few songs, get the kids hyped up. And then when he would have them the most hype, he'd be like, OK, guys, here comes Stefan Benz. And then I would run out, and he he would uh he would stay there, hype me up. I mean, he's he's an incredible hype man for <laughs> sure. He hypes it up for sure. And uh, he would kind of I would probably do three songs, and then and then I would I would go off, and he would finish his set. So I would I would usually be like in the middle of his like uh, in the middle of his time. And you were you were performing solo then. Solo, but but he was there. He was the one. He was the one cueing the tracks. He was there sure. like. Um, so it was kind of not solo. It was with him, but it was, it was, it was me performing my songs with him kind of backing me up. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mentioned in the intro about your having been on American Idol this year, you got a golden ticket to go to Hollywood. Before we get into something from there that went viral, can you first just talk overall about the experience itself, people you met, lessons learned, how you dealt with any nerves that you battled, all that stuff? Yeah, I got you. So I originally thought about that well I, I got approached by an american idol casting director uh yeah it's been a year a year ago they they, they approached me um i was actually on tour at the time and I, my managers told me to get on a zoom call and they're you know they, they try to kind of tell me to go on and and i decided eventually that i that i thought it would be a good idea to go on um you know mainly exposure reasons um and when i decided to i, I felt super confident in in what was going what was you know, at least to, to hopefully make the first round. But as it as it approached, <laughs> you know, the confidence kind of goes down a little bit. You know, maybe mm. down a notch. Um, when I was standing outside that door, they man, they 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 uh, held back on us though a little bit. We didn't get to have Ryan Seacrest there before. I felt super sad. I mean, that was that, <laughs> that would have been cool. But he he was there in the other cities, but he wasn't he wasn't at at our audition. But it was it was cool. Anyways, I walked in. I performed, got the yes, and I was I was just happy to move on. But overall, super stressful, super nervous, but it ended up going well, and 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 it's something that you know I think I'll remember forever. You know what I mean? Was there anything that you were able to discover that helped you with the nerves? I feel like whenever I'm nervous, I just get super silent, and I just kind of like I get super in my head and just think about it over and over, and kind of um, it, it. I'm not a super like nervous person that like displays it um i just get super quiet that's it um but i when it comes to helping me i just take some deep breaths i kind of something that helps me is kind of the opposite of what other people do is i really like to soak in the magnitude of the moment like Mm. the the other people kind of try to downplay and make it seem like it's nothing but i think the opposite for me i try to make myself realize how important it is and how how important it is for me to do well. I think that's usually what I do. I do the opposite. I'm like, you have to do well. This is a huge thing. This has to happen. Like, you know what I mean? That's kind of what I do. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I do want to ask Stefan to tell us all about the viral video from Idol of a duet he did. Plus, I'm going to ask him 
about the new album coming out next week, Friday. But before I do, let me give you all of his online destinations where you can get his music and follow him and so on. I'm joined on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from just outside of Los Angeles by singer, songwriter, guitar, and piano player Stefan Benz. Find him online, wow, (laughs) almost everywhere. He is on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. On the show page for this episode on my podcast website, nhte.net, I am going to put a link for Stefan's link tree. His music is streaming on Spotify, so do give him a follow on there. However, support Stefan by purchasing downloads of his music from Apple Music and other online digital music retailers. We'll be talking about his new album coming up, as well as his latest single. This morning, I put myself live on the OWL app for two and a half hours. That means that during that time, I was accepting voice calls through that app. And by the way, that's OWL like the bird, except with two W's and two L's. That's one of the many awesome features of OWL. I would say set it and forget it, but you certainly want to be ready to answer when someone calls you on there. But yeah, I like to put myself live on OWL while I'm just sitting at my desk working so that I can make great new connections. There are so many experts on that app across a wide range of industries. Take a look for yourself and call me, call them, get active with getting in touch with some people who can help with whatever it is you're doing. On my podcast website, nhte.net, tap or click anywhere it says home, and then read the article I have posted there under the headline, Help Now a Phone um, App Call Away, to learn more about OWL. I've also got links in there for you to download the app for free from either the App Store or Google Play, Plus, you will see my invitation code, which is a required field as you're setting up the app on your phone. Get on OWL and start on your way to making great new connections. Stefan, before all that, you were telling us about your American Idol experience. Let's talk about the viral video of your duet with Paige Ann and the reaction of the judges, particularly Katy Perry. Did you and Paige know each other? Did you rehearse together much at all? Did you feel locked in with her during that performance and then just the video taking off the way it did. So let me, let me, let me think back real quick. There's so many details. Let me, let me shorten this. So I, uh, I, I didn't know Paige before idol, but, uh, as the, as the time went on the, the duet round was, I think the second or third round. So I kind of had, a, I, I had been spending time with her and I was getting to know her before the duet rounds anyways. So they were they were evil. They 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 made us decide for ourselves kind of who our duet partner was, and, and a lot mm. of people obviously, um, some people had to say no, or some people you know it was a little awkward, but it was cool. Mm. Me and me and Paige, I feel like kind of instantly looked over at each other and kind of decided that it was gonna be us in the in the duet rounds. And um, I honestly, my 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 first thought about about Paige was she was very pretty, and I and I felt like uh, we could we could really play kind of play it off well on, on on stage and kind of have that whole like teenager flirty kind of thing going on and I, and I felt like if we did that well enough it really didn't matter too much uh, how our vocals uh, really sounded because I felt like the judges would just just love what we did with that anyways and and I think idol is kind of different than a lot of people think it's not necessarily uh, you know like the best uh, it, it can be influenced by a few things and I and I felt like our vibe on stage could really uh, influence that. And we, we actually had to rehearse in an abandoned bathroom at the hotel at like 3 a.m. Mm. Um, because they, they told us to choose our partners at around 10 p.m. one night. And the next morning at 9 a.m. we had to be ready to do it. So wow. we really only had that, had that night to rehearse. Wow. Um, so that, that night we were up in the, in the bathroom and just rehearsing it over and over. My, my voice was feeling horrible. But the, the 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 cool part about our duet was how we bumped mics accidentally, yeah. which obviously wasn't on purpose. That <laughs> we just we just hadn't actually been practicing with mics. <laughs> People for some reason thought we were gonna kiss. I don't know why we got really close. <laughs> we got we got really close, and everybody thought we were gonna kiss. All the Katie actually said she said leave room for the Lord or something like that. Yeah. I don't know what she yeah. said. Um. But it was it was kind of a last second thing. I I, I I grabbed her hand. I grabbed her her by the waist. So you know I was I was making the moves. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, you're right. I I think Katy Perry said leave room for Jesus. And yeah. I just kind of interpreted it as she was so impressed with what y'all were doing 
that she just felt that it was, you know, kind of a, a sacred thing happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was just super funny and cool. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad, you know, we didn't take ourselves too seriously. We kind of laughed it off when the, when the mics bumped and yeah, I, we, we rehearsed beforehand. I remember we were in the bathroom. I was like, okay, so let's get really close, right? For the last part. Okay. And then it, it progressed to, okay, cool. How about I take your hand for the last part? Okay, cool. And then right before I went on, I was like, hey, so I think I'm going to grab your waist instead. And then, so it just kept on kind of progressing. Gotcha. Um, and, and me and me and her actually got to recreate it the other day at a performance I did. So we ha- we did it again. Ah, after. I- wow. Wow. Well, speaking of high profile opportunities, I know you've been spotted on the red carpet multiple times at the Grammys and the VMAs. And in fact, you're going to be at the VMAs again coming up real soon on September 12th. Yes, yes. Uh, I I feel like at this point I've been on so many red carpets because every every event they throw, every little party they have usually has a red carpet. So I'm so accustomed to that now. But it's honestly, it's honestly one of my favorite things. I can't lie because a lot of people don't like it, but I love it because I love dressing up. Like I love wearing a super put together fit, even if it's uncomfortable, I don't really mind. I love just being fitted up, just, just having, having that style on me. Um, so I, I like, I like the red carpets. Uh, they can be a little stressful though. Some like the big ones, like the Grammys, the Grammy carpet is super long and so many, so many cameras, so many people. It's, it's huge. So that one can be a little stressful, but, uh, most of the other ones I like, I like going too. Well, and when you go cross country in a few weeks for the MTV VMAs, I mean, let's let's not kid ourselves. The MTV VMAs just have such a cool aura about them. And it's taking nothing away from the Grammys because they're both celebrating music. They're just very, very different type of events. So I'm sure you're particularly looking forward to going back to that one. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think the VMAs are probably my favorite, like one of those award shows, because I mean, I, I have such great memories from the VMAs. I remember almost maybe four or three years ago, the, the VMAs, I, I've met so many cool people I met. I met Sean Mendez for the first time at, at the Grammys, and he he told me that he heard my cover of one of his songs and he liked it. And I met BB Rexa, and she and she started following me that night. And I met freaking DJ Khaled, and we walked with him back to the green room. So we were backstage, and it was just the VMAs. I have super cool memories, and I like how it's fun, and I you know people don't take themselves too seriously. So I'm definitely excited. It's really interesting that you just rattled off that list because I was about to ask you: Is there an opportunity to network and meet people? at something like the Grammys, and a voice inside my head said, no, there's not. You already know the answer to this, Bruce, because six weeks ago, I interviewed Eric Alexandrakis, and mm-hmm. he talked about being at the Grammys earlier this year, and that it's just like business for him, and it's not really the glamour that everybody thinks it is, and he kind of talked about some of his challenges there and said, you know, yeah, okay, it's really an honor to have been nominated, et cetera. Uh, but I'm glad, Stefan, that you're bringing this other perspective to us and saying, no, I really made some great connections that night. Oh, yeah, no, but I mean, it is it is also different because the, the, um, the Grammys are kind of a different kind of vibe. I, I see how you can see both sides of the Grammys, but the VMAs, I don't, I don't see how anybody can have a good time. I, I, have, a, I have a great time every time I go, and I think this will be either my third or fourth time going my first my first red carpet ever was the vmas Mm. four years ago ever (laughs) of any red carpet was the vmas imagine that you're about to turn 17 and you're kind of a veteran now of the mtv vmas (laughs) yeah yeah at this point (laughs) i love when an artist comes up with a really original name for say their followers or their fan club or whatever they have in your case it's a clever use of your first name for your growing and loyal fan base the Stefans. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Stefans. I mean, just it just it just kind of happened. They uh, they came up with it. They genius. I don't even know how they how they did it. Um, it just I I saw it kind of start popping up when you know some of the some of the some of the friends I have on the social media started using that started using that name. And I mean, I mess with it. I think it's cool. Is hashtag Stefans a thing now? I, I guess so. I guess hashtag to fans is a thing. I mean, it's it's good. Now, now you know, like, they kind of have a name. Like, I know what to call them. 
if hashtag Stefans wasn't a thing, it is now. It is definitely now. <laughs> you and I just established it. Exactly. Let's hear all about the new album that's coming out next week, Friday, September 8th. What details can you give us as far as, say, the title of the album, how many songs will be on it, who produced it, where it was recorded, and any other highlights of this project that you're willing to disclose? I am I'm so excited uh, for this album to come out. I, I've been... I've been writing songs ever since I was 12, and uh, it's it's kind of been an evolution, and I'm so excited to show the people that have been following how much better I've gotten and kind of the direction that we're going in. I've, I'm obviously from South Africa, and we've kind of taken a, a Afro-pop direction in some of this album. I, I, I went to Atlanta to work with some very specific producers and writers to lock in the sound on this, and it's some of my... It's some of my favorite songs on this album, and I'm I'm just excited to put out such a long project this time because I've I've only put out so, uh, projects with five or six or seven songs. So this time it should be around. I mean, it's not completely dialed in yet, but it, it should be around 14 songs or 10. Wow. Or, you know, many many more songs than than usually. So wow. I, I would say probably 12 songs or around there. And is there a title for it? No. Well, I I'm I'm finding it super hard to lock in on on one title for it i mean one of my favorite songs that I'll, I'll just say the title i mean most of my fans already know the song because i perform it everywhere it's unreleased but i have a song called too far and i'm i, I mean it might be called before we go too far i'm just trying to lock in because there's so many options i'm just trying to lock it in so just clarify for me i want to back up to when you said that you went to atlanta was that just to write or did you actually record it there also yeah, I, I feel like every time we, 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 we write, we usually get to record it. So I, I went and I did both. I, I wrote and recorded. And I'm actually going back to Atlanta. And uh, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to Atlanta in, in, in a few weeks to, to do the exact same thing. Just go and, and record specifically also for the album. Um, so just, just trying to get the best possible songs I can. And it's fascinating to me that there you are, a stone's throw from Los Angeles, and yet you're going across the country to write and record. I'm taking my hat off to you for that because I think it's kind of easy to just say, well, of course, I'll just go here since I'm right in the Los Angeles area. So to take that step and say, no, there's people that I really vibe with in Atlanta. I'm going to go across the country. That's where I feel this needs to be done. Yeah, no, for sure. I appreciate that. I think I think there was only way, one way for this album, and, it, and it's and it's with these people. They kind of understand the vibe we're going for, and they're and they're authentic in in that. Like the 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 sound we're trying to go for. They they live, breathe, eat, sleep that sound. So I'm I'm excited to see what we what we can even come up with still. Because I I did some of my favorite songs with them, and I'm we haven't even like really uh, gotten to see what 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 we can really do. I also am really enjoying getting to meet you and hear how much of an emphasis you place on songwriting because I think when you show up on something like American Idol, when you start to achieve the popularity that you're starting to get to, people don't know that there's more to the artist than just the voice and what they see, meaning the looks. So I'm, again, taking my hat off to you again that you are putting such a priority on the songwriting aspect. Thank you. Yeah, it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite parts of it. And and you, you always hear like art, big artists saying that one of the best things is seeing kind of like the the progression of having nothingness, writing lyrics, writing you know having a melody, chords, and then boom, you have a full fledged finished song that you can show to everybody. It's like one of it's one of the coolest things to see is the creation. You know what I mean? I'm always kind of hesitant to ask a guest who just put out a new single or just put out an EP or is about to drop an album like you are if there's any other upcoming projects, but is there anything else in the pipeline for you, maybe music videos or anything else that you can share at this time? Yeah, for sure. I, I have, man, we're, we're trying to just, it's time. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to put out as much stuff as possible, trying to be consistent, go hard and kind of just give the people that follow me, uh, or, and the people that don't, you know, great music. Uh, I've I was I've been shooting music videos consistently, so I should definitely be releasing a music video soon, uh, probably for one of the songs on the album. Uh, one of my favorites is called Keepa, and we just shot a video for that, so I think that's probably one of them. I actually shot a video yesterday for a new song. Oh, this is probably something I can mention. I I just did a song with one of my friends named Electra. She's an she's an incredible rapper, um, and we just recently recorded it. We already did the music video, and we're already planning on releasing that. So maybe that comes on the album too. So. A bunch of stuff coming up. And it sounds to me like you are not just 
limiting yourself to one specific genre because you're talking about her being a rapper. You were talking before about Afro beats and mm-hmm. it sounds like it's kind of an amalgamation of different sounds that, like I said, you're not going to limit yourself to just say, I do pop and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think, I think my style has always kind of been, I, I vibe with so many different, with so many different things. And, and I've always felt that I can kind of do different styles and, and in today's world, I don't think genres are as as important as they used to be. I think, you know, Justin Bieber can go and do a pop song and then he does freaking 10,000 hours country and then he releases an Afro song and then people love all of it. I think people more today in today's music world, I think people just more like what they like and like, you know, an artist. I, I think it's less now like, oh, that's that guy that does this, which is kind of to me an old fashioned kind of thing. So I, 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 I like just doing what I do, you know, what I mean, just whatever, whatever comes, whatever vibes. Yeah, to me, you're kind of developing this hybrid approach where, just like you said with Justin Bieber, you're going to make yourself more marketable and you're also going to open yourself up to more collabs because people are going to see how flexible you are. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 the goal. And, and the, the thing about it is, I think I think a lot of people can, can hear that and kind of think, oh, he doesn't know who he is, but I, I don't mm. think that's the case because... I think um, I think it's the I think it's the opposite. I think that I just I realize that I I, I have uh, enough kind of understanding of a lot of these different genres to where I it doesn't even matter. It's just that I enjoy doing all of them. So it, it's it's not even that I'm trying to do anything specific. It's just kind of how it's turned out. Is that I've loved many different genres and they've all kind of turned out well for me. And I and I like doing all of them. And the people that um, are around me all like listening to them and, and believe in, in all the different kind of styles, but there's still a certain consistency. I'm not going to go out there and, and just full out, come out rapping. Sure. And, and, and I still have, I've, I always focus on the songwriting and I, I pride myself in, in being an actual singer. There's a lot of people in today's, you know, market that, and then it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a lot of its vibes, but I, I do try to, to, to be an actual singer and sing as well as I can. So that'll always be a consistent theme in my songs is me trying to sing very well and have, you know, a a good song. Well said. Well said. I like it. I like it. You recently just opened the U.S. Open. I'm assuming we're talking about tennis here, not golf. What was your involvement at that event? Yeah. uh, The U.S. Open for tennis, they have something called the Arthur Ashe Kids Day or Arthur Ashe. I'm not sure, but it kind of opens the the ceremony um and I, I got to sing a few of my songs to 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 start off the ceremony it's that they they do it um for the benefits of kids i think i think there's a charity involved which is very cool i i i like to be involved in that kind of stuff um and and it was just it was a it was a cool cool experience it was over in new york and uh, it w- i was blessed to be a part of it is tennis a sport that you enjoy or was it I'm going to be honest, Bruce, that was my first time at, at a match. <laughs> well, no, my uh, my dad used to be super serious in tennis, and I used to have tennis lessons for years and years. Wow. That was actually my first time at a, at a tennis match, but I, I do love tennis. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I love uh, sports, um, and I, I love playing tennis. I mean, I feel like I play every sport. I love playing tennis, golf. The only sport I feel like I'm really bad at is basketball. We don't we don't play basketball over in South Africa. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a huge sports fan myself, so go ahead. Let me hear it. Who are the Los Angeles teams? I assume that you root for all of them. So you know what you know what I what I find really sad. My I used to just play cricket. Right, cricket is my favorite sport. Most Americans have never even heard of of cricket, and I was so bummed. I was like, I don't even I don't even know where to watch cricket in 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 America. But I mean, Los Angeles, when it, when it comes to, um, I, I was looking for a Los Angeles cricket club. I think there is one, but I think, uh, I think I'm going to stick to just me and my dad playing outside in the backyard. Um, but I've been going to the freaking, uh, the, the driving range with him, um, playing golf. Uh, but I'm, I'm, uh, I've been getting into basketball more, so I'm a, I'm a Lakers fan right now. What about, uh, the Los Angeles Kings, the Dodgers, the angels, the chargers, the Rams, yeah. any of that? I, I went to an Angels game recently. They actually they lost, but it's cool. It's fine. I went to a, went to an Angels game. There, I've I've been to a few. I've been to probably ten Angels games. So I, I like the Angels. Um, I I actually sang the national anthem at a Clippers game. Ah. Uh, it's the Kings. The Kings versus the Clippers. Uh, that was a cool one. So I. 
I, I'm very involved in, in, in the sports and I, and I do follow. A lot of people don't really follow, but I, I, I do follow most, most, most sports. Awesome. Awesome. We're going to close today with Stefan's new single that just came out on August 11th called Joyride. Stefan, before I let you go and I play that track, share first with the audience all about this one, if you would, please. This one is all about having fun. Usually before I perform this one, I tell everybody in the audience to lift up their hands, their right hand, reach for the sky, grab the seatbelt, boom, buckle it, and then we go in for a joyride. It's just a, just a feel-good song. Um, it's about having a good night, just just having the most amount of fun you can uh, in, the, in the time that you have. And uh, it's about just going on that joyride, just having fun driving around the town. You mentioned with the upcoming album, Going to Atlanta, to co-write. Was Joyride one that you wrote by yourself, or do you pretty much always co-write? No, I, a, lot, a lot of the songs I have out is, is just me, and then some of the time it's co-write. But Joyride is actually a pretty old song. I think I wrote it almost almost a year and a half ago. So it, it was a it was a long process to get it released. It wasn't that a... It's just kind of that we weren't planning on releasing, it, and then we were just kind of like let's release it because it's one of my favorite and best songs. Um, it's just a different vibe, and it's it's super fun. A lot of my friends love that song, and I love it, and I, I I'm really glad it's out for the people to hear it. A lot, it's it's a fan favorite too. My my, my fans are waiting to, for me to release it. I kind of saw you mentally going back to let's see when did I write that song? It reminded me of three weeks ago when I sat down with Bridget Tatum. We were at the mm-hmm. Lake Martin Songwriters Festival in Alabama, and she was talking about a particular song of hers, and I said, I can see you visualizing where you were when you wrote that song. When someone like me asks you that, do you go back to where you were when you wrote certain songs, or have you written too many that you forget? And she said, no, it was at my kitchen table. A lot of them are there. So I imagine that since, it, to me, that's not a long time ago. If you only wrote Joyride a year and a half ago, I'm sure you know where you were when you wrote that. Yeah, no, I know exactly where we were. We were at my manager's house. He has a studio in his garage. It was me, my friend Peter Oliver, and uh, a very uh, good producer and writer that I know named uh, Valentine. And they're two of my, my, I mean, they're my buddies, I can't lie. And we just had so much fun writing it. And and it's also crazy. So let me share this with you. There's so many little stories about, you know, the when, when we'd be writing the songs. Um, Joyride was going to be very different to how it is uh, originally mm. we wrote the song and i'm gonna sing it for you real quick so it 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 it, it goes it went in on a red light to go so it has a little flip in the, in the in the chorus but originally the song was gonna go it went in on a red light to go so it was gonna be way more boring mm. and then last second we kind of added the little the little flip and i think it made the song so it's crazy how how different it could have been and those little decisions make such a difference when you when you hear the song you'll kind of kind of hear the little flip it has but it could have been completely different yeah no doubt no doubt and i'm someone that loves behind the scenes so i love hearing stories like that of what could have been and then a switch that was made so thank you for sharing that stuff on this has been so wonderful having you on the show i'm so glad to have met you i think you're just going to continue to do wonderful things and you're going to forget about the little guys like me so i'm glad that i got you on in the early days before you're yeah. this world famous star but uh congratulations on all your success and best of luck with the new album i never forget man i'm like an elephant but i appreciate it thank you you bet you bet Folks, with that, I will wrap up another new episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar, and piano player Stefan Benz. As I mentioned earlier, on the show page for this episode on my podcast website, nhte.net, I'm going to put a link to his link tree so that you can access his various online platforms. Specifically, look for Stefan on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. For that matter, let Stefan know you heard him and his music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Remember to give him a follow on Spotify as well. However, support him by purchasing downloads of his music from the likes of Apple Music and other online digital music retailers. You're about to hear his newest single, plus you heard him talking about his new album that will be out next week, Friday, September 8th. So be sure to get all of that. I do truly hope that you like this show, that you're enjoying what I'm doing every week on the Now Hear This Entertainment podcast. If you've made it all the way to the end, thank you for having stuck with Stefan and I, and I'm going to assume that that means that you do like the podcast. You can take action to let me know that you appreciate the work that I do to keep making this show happen every week, every month, more than nine years without missing once by going on my podcast website, nhte.net, and then using the yellow Buy Me a Coffee logo that you'll see there. 
This is not a sponsor. It's not affiliated with any brand or chain. It's just a fun way for you to send your support, your thanks to me, including a note that I will see when you utilize that option. You can also just head directly to buymeacoffee.com slash Bruce W. That's going to do it for episode 498. Thanks ever so much for listening. I'll send you out today with another song from Stefan Benz. This is the one he just talked about. It's called Joyride. You're home alone. No one knows I feel alive. On a road, my parents whip you down a ride. 20 bucks is all I got. We getting high. Yeah, we getting high. Get some food, drive through the late night. Went on bus to shitty towns of paradise. Open road, ocean blue with red eyes. Take it in. Let's have a good time And we don't need the world to know it We just keep a little secret going On and on and on and on And we don't Nobody's gonna stop me No, we ain't gonna give no fucks for the rest of the night Sunproof and moonlight. You got gear, you tight a stick, you wanna drive. Now you're talking to me, baby, it's what I like. You keep me busy, the perfect city for joyride. Hey, wait a minute.